start cleaning those tires up. Great time. Remember, they fan out down there. Check that bottom. Sunday drive. All right, well, Hey, cars off. Be ready. Be ready. Gas that bitch up. Ready, ready. Green flag. Green Welcome, everybody, to the Inside Pass, another week of racing talk. We've got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're just going to jump right in with both feet uh, in, uh, I was going to say, in flooded coat of waters, but so it was a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, so uh, we're going to go to the hotline and uh, talk to uh, one of the hottest drivers on the Truck Series circuit right now. He's tearing up the track in the Truck Series, much like Kyle Larson is doing in the Cup Series. Um, but uh, fresh off of a win at Texas Motor Speedway uh, this past Friday night, Driver of the uh, number four Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports, John Hunter Nemechek is on the hotline. Uh, good evening, sir, and thank you for taking some time out to join us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you're uh, four wins into the season so far. Fresh off a win Friday night at Texas Motor Speedway. Your team got to be riding a high um, right now as we head into the summer months and uh, getting ready to uh, get ready for that uh, run to the championship here pretty soon. Yeah, we definitely are. Uh, it's been a good year so far. Having worked four wins so far is definitely uh, uh, a big accomplishment. Um, I, I still feel like we let one or two get away, um, but in the end, as a driver, you always want more. You always want to win more. So um, for myself, we are, we're riding the high, but at the same time, uh, we're not letting ourselves uh, get ahead of ourselves. and We're still working hard every single day. Um, had a uh, celebrated yesterday um, and then back to work today so um, it's all head head down continuing to work and uh, trying to go get more wins for the rest of the year and walk up that championship something that's really exciting to me that came out last week is really all of that hard work that you've put in paying off uh, with the announcement of you running three races uh, for Joe Gibbs starting at Bristol what does that mean to you to you know run some races for that organization and, and see all of that work come together yeah, it's really neat um, being able to kind of take a bet on myself from then from last year being in the Cup Series to going back to the Truck Series and now having an opportunity to run some races in the Xfinity Series uh, with Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota and everyone else involved. It, it means a lot to me. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I'm excited to go try and win some more races. Uh, it's another great opportunity to go and try and uh, bring home the checkered flag and trophy. John Hunter, your next appearance in the Truck Series will be at Nashville, a track the trucks haven't visited in 10 years. What's your preparation been like for going to a all-new racetrack for yourself, and what do you think will key will be to winning at Nashville? Yeah, um, I've been able to lean on uh, my boss quite a bit that's won there in the past, uh, or won one of the last truck races that he was at there. Um, so. For me, I'm excited about Nashville. Um, I feel like it, it's another kind of like a mile and a half for us. Uh, our KBM team has been really, really good a mile and a half this year. Uh, I think we have all five five wins or six wins a mile and a half so far. Uh, Kyle has won two, and then I, I think I've won three a mile and a half. So um, pretty neat for the organization and company. Um, it, they're definitely one of our strong suits right now, and uh, it's been a lot of preparation, a lot of studying, a lot of asking questions, trying to soak up all the information I can um, and, and trying to prepare the best that I can. So um, hopefully uh, I'll be on my A game when we show up Friday for practice and qualifying and race. And, uh, hopefully we can go win everything. Well, John Hunter, uh, you've, you've been on a roll on the track, but uh, you've also had a big win off the track. New dad this year. Uh, talk about how all that's going for you. Yeah, it's been good. Um, being able to become a dad this year has been uh, 
really, really neat. Um, Taylor and I welcoming Aspen into the world and kind of watching her grow up uh, every single day. Um, something is new every single day, and it's really fun. Uh, puts a lot of different things into perspective for myself. And, sure. Uh, it's helped me grow as a person and as a race car driver and everything else in a whole um, when you're having a bad day and you come home and she's smiling at you, it makes you forget everything that's happened and you're just focused on that. So um, it, it's definitely been a blast and uh, she's already been to Victory Lane once, which is cool. Um, so hopefully we can continue to do that for her. So your, uh, your, your go-kart fund, have you started that account yet for uh, uh, the, the, the future go-kart uh, that will be in your future? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, you know it's coming. It's a de- it's kind of a destined thing. You know, m- most uh, racing kids uh, want to grow up. And they grow up in the sport. They want to become racers. So, um, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. I'm sure your 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 boss will be able to give you some tips. Maybe she can get to one of uh, Breckton's hand me down go karts um, somewhere yeah. down the road. Yeah. So, um, so speaking of Kyle, going back to uh, to what we were talking about earlier, you know, four wins into the season, you you've kind of been on a uh, you know, like a, a different kind of course with your career. I mean, you started out in the Chuck Series, you know, made it all the way up into the Cup Series. Uh, kind of an unfortunate situation with with Matt Tiff, but you were able to step into that car and, and kind of do some stuff in the Cup Series. And it kind of wasn't the opportunity that you desired, I'm sure, to, to be in that role. Um, but getting the opportunity to kind of take a step back, go back to the Truck Series and show that you really have what it takes to succeed at a higher level. Um, just kind of, What's that been like, just, just kind of going through the last you know 18 months of two years of your career, going all the way up there and then coming back down, um, but still showing the dominance that you've been showing this year in the Truck Series? Yeah, well, until Vegas for this year, I hadn't won over two years, I think, so um for me it was it was a lot uh it was it was kind of a struggle for myself uh and and pushing myself to uh continue to work hard um i i feel like when when you're when you're with an opportunity um like i had last year at front row um i don't regret anything from it i'm glad that i had that opportunity i'm thankful i had that opportunity from front row and bob jenkins and all parties involved um and it taught me a lot um, I gained some very valuable experience, I think, that has helped me this year, uh, for sure. It helped me build a notebook and helped me become a better race car driver in a whole. Um, so, uh, just, just thankful. Um, and then coming into this year, uh, kind of taking a bet on myself, uh, wanting to win races and using our hashtag, hashtag here for wins. Uh, we, we've been using that since the announcement and the first two races, we had a really fast truck, won stages, and uh, ran up front pretty much the whole time, but couldn't close it out. And then finally, a third race of the year, going out and getting a win and beating Kyle. Um, I, I feel like for myself, it was it was definite validation that I, I had made the right move and that this is what I wanted to come and do. Um, so I'm smiling. I'm having fun. I'm not not really stressed about it. I'm just ha- having fun, enjoying life. And uh, when you're able to do that, it, it means a lot more. Um, if you're not having fun doing something, then it's not worth doing, in my opinion. So um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity from Toyota and Kyle and uh, all of our great partners that help put this whole deal together. And uh, hopefully we can go win a lot more this year. John Hunter, we all know how close you are with Kyle, but are you close at all? Do you have any relationship with Denny Hamlin? Could we see you in a 2311 car potentially in the coming years? <laughs> Who knows? Um, I'm I'm focused on my deal right now, and that's to go win as many races as I can for Kyle and his organization and uh, for myself and trying to go win this championship. Um, I mean, obviously, I think that the ultimate goal is 
to get back to the Cup Series one day, um, but it has to be in competitive equipment, and uh, I want to win races. I want to win championships. So however long that takes or whatever the path may be, um, I, I'm here for the ride. I uh, I want to talk about, you know, your weekend prep. Obviously, you don't have to give away all of the, the big secrets that uh, make you do what you do on, on, a, on a winning re- weekend, but with no practice in qualifying with a lot of these races, what do you rely on throughout the week, especially with some of these tracks that you haven't been to? What do you rely on to sort of prep for your for your weekend? Um, I would say I rely on Kyle quite a bit. Um, rely on myself going back to previous notes. Uh, a lot of studying, um, a, a lot of uh, film work, just anything and everything that I, I can do to, to study and help prepare myself um, for whatever racetrack we're going to. Um, I, I like to know more than not enough. Um, I, I would rather know too much than too little. So uh, for me, it, it's all uh, it's all pushing as hard as I can and working as hard as I can to maximize the opportunity that's in front of me. It seems like, John Hunter, that, uh, as you say, you seem so relaxed this year. And a lot of times I feel like when drivers are kind of, um, I think I heard somebody last weekend use the phrase wound tight, um, you know, things just don't seem to go as well. And the situation that you're in this year, I mean, does one kind of feed the other? I mean, you're, you're relaxed, so you're winning races, but you're winning races, so you're relaxed. And then, of course, you got... I'm sure you're losing some sleep at night as a dad, but uh, at this point still. But, um, I mean, it just feels like you have everything together this year, and it's uh, it just seems like it's all going in a great direction. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like all in all it's been a great year. Um, I feel like for me um, being relaxed rather than wound tight is way better um, for, for me in a, in a sense. Um Stress can take a toll on you. It can yeah. take a mental toll on you, everything else. And um, I, I definitely think I learned a lot from last year um, and, and some of the things that we did and some of the things that I felt like I went through as a person. Um, and I, I think that that made me grow as a person, uh, both as a driver and, and as a person off the racetrack. Um, so I, I think I've learned a lot of valuable lessons with that. But um, when, when things go your way, it's definitely nice. Um, I wouldn't say when things go your way, it's relaxing. I think that's just the mentality and attitude that I have going into it. What's going to happen is going to happen. Um, there's times where I still get frustrated and whatnot, but at the same time, kind of like I was saying earlier, um, you, you just got to keep your head down and keep working at it. Well, John, I I can probably speak for all of us in the studio when I say you probably should uh, start making some room on your wall for that Gibson guitar um, this weekend in Nashville because I'm pretty sure you're going to have to put one on your wall um, when you uh, get back to your house on uh, Monday morning. But uh, best of luck uh, with everything the rest of the season, um, the rest of uh, you know Nashville coming up this weekend. You guys are on a, on a high right now, and uh, I can see you probably at least doubling the amount of wins you already have this season, and uh, I think you're going to be a force to reckon with in the championship. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. No problem at all. John Hunter, Nemechek, everybody, and uh, so set, set, set sail and uh, pop, uh, hop on the next flight to Nashville um, and get ready for this weekend. But uh, uh, good talking to him. Uh, you know, he's one of those drivers that uh, it's good to see. You know, somebody who, who's 
whose swing, his pendulum has swung both ways, you know, over the last several years. Having to, it took you, know, you a while to get that together. It, well, I was trying to figure out how to say it without, you know, <laughs> sounding weird. But yeah. anyway, um, but you got to understand what I was trying to say. Anyway. Yeah, we uh, got so anyway, it. we're going to take a break. We'll come back in this. I'm going to reset my brain, um, and uh, we'll come back with more Inside Pass right after this. Stick with us, we'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'll come and get the car started or get us him and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke located on Route 1 or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. We are great radio hosts who just had the winning truck series driver uh, from the last race on. Uh, yeah. Show. So that's always exciting stuff. It's a bell. Easy that's there, Randy. I wouldn't call us great. We're, uh, we're all right. Mediocre. 
We do enough. We do enough. Well, Chris thinks we're great. Mediocre. That's all that matters. Do I? Well, as long as Chris Rice Chris, says we're great. Oh, well, that's you all know. That, you know. The other Chris. It's a great compliment. Uh, the more important Chris, really. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. uh, that was uh, that was like the, the highlight of our show so far is having John Henry Nemechek on. Now Carl Larson's won everything, so we don't have to do a show anymore. We can, we're done. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> we're Carl, Carl, Carl Larson. Every week uh, before we do the show, I always do like a run sheet just so that we're all on the same page about what we're talking about. So usually, like I try to make fun headlines, but when it comes to Kyle Larson, it's like, what are you really going to say? So I put Kyle Larson versus the world because that's so pretty much what – It was funny to me because, because I, was, <laughs> exactly. I was listening to his uh, post-race uh, press conference mm-hmm. uh, right before the show, and, and somebody had asked him you know, if his other teammates were mad that he was winning so much. And his response, I think, is a good one. Well, he said, well, if I'm finishing first, if you look at the most recent results, a Hendrick Carr has been finishing behind me. So everybody's sort of winning right now. And he said that's how everybody feels in the shop is that if all the Hendrick cars are finishing in the top five and top ten every week, then everybody's winning. You're winning as a team. Well, so. But, but that's coming from him who's winning every week. Exactly. <laughs> then there's the, yeah, then there's the uh, Chase Elliott remark when uh, his crew chief asked him, what do you, what, in the middle of, uh, I don't know if it was Texas or maybe the race before, but in the middle of, uh, the race. It was at the, the 600. Six, was it the 600? What do you, what do you, what, what do you, what do you need me to change? And, and you put a blanking five on it. <laughs> it seems like, you know, it's <laughs> That's like, oh, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, and you know what, guys, that to me, Peter, teammates, when when you're working as one whole group instead of four individual groups, it's amazing the power in that. It really is. And, yeah, Hendrick was strong towards the end of the last season. They won the championship, obviously, with Chase Elliott. But the one move they've made over the offseason that cannot go under underrated is taking Chad Canales from yes. crew chiefing one car to more or less crew chiefing all four cars as the competition director. Canassa's career speaks for itself as a seven-time championship-winning crew chief, countless wins, by far first ballot Hall of Famer, and now he's basically pulling the shots for all four cars. He's the puppet master for every car coming out of the Hendrick stable, so of course it'll all be amazing. So now instead of having one Jack Canals, you have four Jack Canals. <laughs> five if you count the actual Jack Canals. Um, but it's funny because uh, Cliff Daniels was on Sirius XM earlier, and then they asked him about uh, when Kyle led, when Kyle made that move toward the end where he was three wide, and he went up you know, on the other side of the PJ1 where you're not supposed to go because it's been treacherous territory all weekend, and made that pass, and you know, he, he's like, what did you say to him? He's like, when he came down uh, Pitt Road or whatever to get in victory lane, He's like, I looked at him and I said, don't ever do that again because you scared the crap out of me. <laughs> you were not going to make that stick. And he's like, well, that shows you the kind of driver that Kyle is. He's willing to take chances like that. I also want to talk about the flip side of this issue, too. You know, on one hand, Hendrick is, you know, blowing people out of the water. On the other, what does Stuart Haas Racing have to do to get back in the game? You know, they're, they're just... They're just not there. Put the a five on the side of their car. Yeah. <laughs> switch, switch, switch to Chevy. Switch yeah. to Chevrolet. Switch to Chevy. I, I mean, it's funny because I, I was thinking about that on the way here. You know, you, last year all we talked about was Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. Denny yeah. Hamlin, Kevin Harvick. Um, you know, and, and even in the in the Xfinity series, it was you know Chase Briscoe and you know and guys like that that were winning every single week. 
Um, and now it's like none of those guys are even existent, you know, for for the most part. I mean, Denny started out the season when we thought he was going to be on a house of fire, but I mean, now you look at Kyle Larson's statistics in the last six weeks, he's got an, f- an average finish of one point five. And I think if I, if I heard the stat right, he's won not just in NASCAR, but across all motorsports disciplines that he's raced in, he's won eight of his last ten races. Yeah, if he shows up to the track, it's over. It's well, go home and see. That's to me, that's the difference. Now, look, Kyle Larson won in almost everything he raced last year, too. But but to me, this is the difference in Kyle Larson two years ago versus Kyle Larson this year. He had he got humbled last year and he went away and he and he did his dirt thing and he kind of put himself together. He matured. And this year he comes back as a driver who understands what he lost and how easy it is for it to go away. And you're driving for a man that you don't want to disappoint. <laughs> and and he caught the Hendrick team when they were right about to, to go on the upswing again. You know, really uh, be strong. So, like, it's the perfect storm for him to have this big season. And what's scary is, if you look at that organization as a whole, they could be just this good for the next 10 or 15 years oh, yeah. with the age of the drivers. Now, obviously, the new car will play into that some but and and it's so cool to see all four yes. cars yeah firing off on it's all amazing, really. you, you you never really see that i mean from one organization you'll see like your jimmy johnson's from past years you'll see your you know the the uh the, the kyle bushes who have a good kevin year the kevin harvick, harvick. Yeah. yeah you know but mm-hmm. to see all four cars I have you know? I think Chase is the only one without multiple wins so uh, far. Byron has the one win. Yeah, as I was well. going to say. I think Williams. Don't, no, is no, he, Williams has won two. twice. No, just at Homestead. No, Byron has the one win, and Chase has the one win at Coda. I, I man, I thought William had won twice. Look that up. Bowman has two. Wins. <laughs> Bowman, Bowman has, has two. two. Bowman. I think William got two, but okay, I, maybe, maybe you're not. right, Peter. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, yeah, He'll uh, double check. Peter's a stat guy. But, but he's sitting you, in the stat seat. But to over see there. all four cars, <laughs> you know, have you know, you know, the team has multiple wins, and I saw somebody say, it, you know, Martin Truex Jr. Is, is the most dominant driver. Well, not anymore. I was gonna say he was. He was for a couple for, weeks. For a couple weeks, you know, and then two weeks ago, Kyle Larson said, "Hey, I'm still here." But this is the amazing thing, Randy, is that okay? It isn't that Gibbs isn't great. You know, Hamlin's done very well. Truex has done very well. Kyle Busch actually has run very well. He hasn't had the best results to show for it. Um, Chris Bell's had a lot of bad luck. But it isn't that, for example, Gibbs isn't great. It's just this is how good Hendrick is now. They're an echelon above everybody yes, else. Yes, it's so. just one of those it's, years. It's funny, though, that um, Kyle is one. So people that don't know Kyle, Kyle Larson, Kyle's not a, the kind of guy that goes into the shop and works on the cars. He shows up, he gets in the car, he drives it, he goes home. Like that that's yeah. Kyle Larson. That's, he's like yeah. that with it well, on his sprint car team. He's like that on the late model. Every, right. Anything he drives, he shows up, he gets in the car, he drives, he goes home. So for him to be able to tell the team what he wants inside that race car during a race and then be able to give him what he wants during the race to make him dominant, you know, either toward the middle of the race, toward the end of the race, whatever – just shows you that he's smart in terms of I don't have to work on cars. I just have to show up and race. Right, right. Okay, Peter, so what's the final verdict here? How many wins does William Byron have? Only the one so far at Homestead, although he did have that streak of 11 straight top 10, so he had a couple get away from him. Okay, so I'll give you a bell, and I'll give me a buzzer. There. Now we're even. I mean, when you're talking about Hendrick, does it really – I mean, at this point, does it really matter who, who's in victory he line? he second win. He was close the other but, night in the All-Star race. They all led laps in the All-Star race. So, yeah, and that I mean, was at just, one point. What, wasn't it like 
they were they were there were three out of four like top yeah, three at one point, they had all the top, top three. three. Yeah. Oh, did they all yeah, for, for a little bit? They and were they're in like the top four. what only like the second or third NASCAR team in Cup history to have a second a, a, a four a one two three four finish. That's right. Um, I think second there, and they hold they tied the record for consecutive consecutive one twos as well. And that record stood well, since nineteen fifty six. That record's going to get shattered. I'm pretty sure. So you know, it's just it it's one of those years that that uh, and again, like I said, the fact that they're all working as one group is is to me what the difference is really in that organization. It's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch. So here's an interesting um, you know kind of kind of take on the situation. I, I know some series, some lower series. Series of the like of some of the weekly series when a driver wins multiple races, whether it be two or three or four, they have sponsors or you know check people that come together and put a bounty on this person's head. They do it a lot in dart races too. Um, so I guess with Kyle Larson being as dominant as he's been, uh, winning the last three races, even though the All Star race wasn't points captured, but the last three races and Hendrick Motorsports winning the last four or five. Um, do you think that there should be a bounty put on uh, on uh, Kyle Larson's head? And I guess by the same token, Ty Gibbs in the Arca Series because he's won the last I, three Arca Series. I think, in my opinion, <laughs> if you're going to put a bounty on somebody, because they did a bounty on Kyle Busch a couple years yeah, ago, yeah, right, right in the Truck Series because mm-hmm. right. he was undefeated. Yeah. Um, the, didn't but, the drivers but, do that though? Yeah, that all yeah. started yeah, from drivers tweeting. Yeah, but um, if if I'm putting a bounty that on somebody, fun. I would let. If Kyle Larson goes out and dominates Nashville, then I would look at somebody putting a bounty on on Larson. The, the thing that was cool about that is is once it started, it snowballed because then we get a sponsor to oh, yeah, Lamonis. Lamonis put money Marcus, yeah, it got up there pretty good, and then I think they ended up giving it to charity or something, didn't they? Well, Chase beat, and then he gave it, and then gave it to charity. As I'm saying, I think yeah. So that was that. Those are cool little things that you you can do, and 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 it just makes it a little more fun. It gives you a, a so I don't know. I I think the bounty thing is cool, and I think it's one of those. You know, th- there are tracks that will do that, and then like they'll start it at say you know five hundred or a thousand, whatever they're going to have, and every week that nobody claims it, it goes it up a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah it, it goes up a little bit, and that's kind of half the fun is how high would it get. Um, you know, and uh, right now the way Kyle Larson's going, it may be pretty high. Pretty sure um, Chase Elliott's going to be the one starting that. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Ty Gibbs, I mean, again, in ARCA has, has been dominant for a couple of years. So, right. um, and this year it's it's just extra crazy because the Venturini team, for the most part, has been way off this year mm-hmm. compared to usual. I mean, right. they're still really good, but um, and you know, it's it what's what's been neat to watch is some of like Rev Racing's guys. You know, Nick Sanchez. Uh, Roger Caruth, some of those drivers that, like that have gotten had some good runs. But, yeah, it's all Ty and Arca, and it's definitely uh, right now it's Kyle Larson's Cup World and everybody else is just living in it. But you know that eventually that's that's going to tail off at least a little bit because some of these other guys are this close. They just got to get all the way to the top. Yeah, they just have to become Hendrick drivers. Um, yeah. So <laughs> put a five on the that's car. Exactly. Put a five on the car. Or put Larson on the car. Um, so uh, we're coming up on a break, but when we come back from break, I want to I talk about uh, SRX, um, their first their debut race uh, at uh, Stafford on uh, Saturday night. I thought it was pretty good, but we'll, we'll talk about how, what you guys thought of it. Um, over in the IndyCar world, where we have Kyle Larson dominating in, in uh, NASCAR, we got everybody dominating in the IndyCar world. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's won different races in the IndyCar world, which I think is cool and fascinating. We'll talk Very. about that as well. Um, an interesting take on trophies. I, I want to see what you guys think about what you think is the coolest trophy in, in the motorsports. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll come back more inside pass right after this stick with us we'll be back in a second how to be a great dad in 15 seconds 
Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Our show moves along just about as fast as the cars do these days. <laughs> Already 30 minutes into the show. It's kind of a sad deal. Welcome back to the show. Um, if you missed uh, John Henry Nemechek, you can catch it uh, on demand at any point in time this week. You can uh, just go to your favorite podcasting website, search for uh, Race Chaser Radio, and uh, you will find it uh, there. Or if you're in the uh, greater Charlotte area, you can listen to the show on WSIC. Saturday mornings, 9 a.m., right here on the WSCC Family Network. So we're on uh, right before Lenny Patiki's uh, appearance at the track. Correct. Uh, so they go, part of our Motorsports Power Hour um, and a half um, on uh, WSIC. Uh, so before the break, uh, we were talking about, and actually when John Henner was on uh, the phone, I asked him about the uh, the cool trophy that uh, Nashville gives away. They give uh, a custom-painted uh, uh, Les Paul guitar. 
uh, to all three winners of the division. So uh, a really cool trophy that has been uh, uh, handed down since the since I started running Nashville several years ago. Of course, you know, we haven't ran Nashville in what ten, ten four, years, ten years or so. Um, but the tradition will come back uh, this weekend, and of course, I, I think it's going to be more to these guys this weekend because we we lost Sam Bass since the last yeah. time we were at Nashville, um, and he always was the one that designed the the, the guitar, the winning guitar. Um, so we were during the break, we were talking about uh, when Kyle Kyle Bush won. You know, uh, back then he busted the guitar in victory lane. But um, it kind of brought t- to me what you guys think is the coolest trophy in in motorsport. It could be NASCAR, it could be whatever form of racing. It doesn't matter to me. But um, I will uh, tell, I'll tell you, mine is uh, Miles the Monster, uh, the trophy that Dover gives away, because they put the winning car, like a, a, a replica a of the car, yeah. in the, in his fist, or in, cool. in his hand. And I thought that's a really cool trophy. But, uh, Peter, what, what do you think is the coolest trophy? Part of me wants to say the clock in Martinsville, but I really like the sword of Bristol, too. It's that's not cool too. nearly yeah. as old as some other trophies, like the Martinsville clock or the Harley J. Earl trophy for Daytona. But mm-hmm. the idea of winning a sword at the Coliseum <laughs> just baffles me. That, it's awesome. That's actually really cool. I never thought about that, too. All right, Tom? Actually, I'll, I'll, I'm going to I'm going to give two answers to this. Okay. The, the first is the Nashville guitar. I always thought that yeah, was really, really cool. a unique idea. Um, and I'm a drummer, so it kind of follows in my music theme. But then the other one is hardly anybody knows about this unless you're really into karting. But there, the, the golden slot machine um, at uh, Batesville for the National Indoor Kart Championship that is a really unique trophy. Um, and in karting, you know, there aren't that many premier races where you have that much prestige. Mm-hmm. And so that trophy is special. But also, how can we not mention the Golden Driller? Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about the, the slot machine, uh, the Golden Driller, yeah. the Chili Bowl, um, or the Tulsa. Is the, the yeah, Chili Bowl. Chili Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really cool. Chili Bowl uh, Tulsa. Te- Texas Motor Speedway has, they do uh, a hat and six shooters. Um, oh, yeah, that's too, right. Which is that's really cool. Like yeah, a gun's a cool trophy, uh, too. Yeah. yeah, the guns are really cool trophies, especially if you're somebody who, who does a lot of hunting. You know, they, they're cool trophies to do. I, I mean, I guess pol- if you don't do hunting. But. I think for pole sitters at Texas, they still give away a repeating rifle, too. Mm-hmm. That's a cool yep, trophy. Yep, yep, you get a rifle when you win the pole. Which, Actually, there was... Um, there was a uh, there was a go kart race that I worked uh, in over in St. Louis area over in the St. Louis area in the spring, and there were a series of classes, and there was a reason for this. It has to do with the fact that they were paying tribute to a guy who was a plumber, but also a big car supporter. They actually gave away the trophy was a toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty pretty funny. funny. It, re, re, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the trophy at Coda the outline of the track? Yes, it was. That one was pretty cool because it was like it was a, it was a giant gigantic trophy because you know Coda's twenty seven turns, but I mean it was like a seven foot trophy. But yeah. it was a pretty cool trophy to see the, the track layout on the on the trophy. That was, it's was it's funny because you know growing up, um, when I was first growing up, and I would see races like the. There was, uh, I think it was the Dogleg 200 is what they used to call it at Trenton. Oh, and, and then the Race of Champions, too. Um, they they used to, you know, have the nice silver bowl, you know, and I used to think that was really cool. But then, you know, in more modern times, you talk about some of the ones that we're talking about now. It's like it's the, the trophy game at a lot of tracks and for a lot of events, they, they've really upped the game over the last uh, 10, 20 years. I think for me, uh, in terms of trophies, it would have to be the the cup championship trophy one that thinks that thing's five feet tall and about 55 pounds but (laughs) you know speaking of tracks it's got every track on the nascar schedule you know wrapped around the entire the outside of the of of the uh of the bowl so it's um it's pretty cool well and of course you know the harley J. Earl trophy indy and and you know then um the trophy at daytona i mean there's just a lot of like I said, it's 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 great because it, 
you know, that's if you can make a trophy unique enough, everybody wants one. Right. And so, you know, a guitar is a prize. Like, it, it, you know, it's not just a big, tall trophy. It's a guitar. And, it, and, and it's unique. synonymous with Nashville. I mean. Right. Music in, City. You know, when they raced at Nashville 10 years ago, they had a guitar. Right. It went away when Nashville went away, and now it's back, and you're right. bringing the guitar back. Yeah. The, the, the tracks that can come up with unique trophies that, you know, if you win there, this is special is what earns points for me. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's true. Um, you know, when, whenever you you look at all the the tracks that NASCAR runs at, some of the trophies are just pretty plain and you know abnormal. And then you've got you know places like Martinsville, you know, with the Grand Prix right. clock. That's a prestigious yeah. trophy that everybody wants. Also, to win. I just love the uh, the trophy at New Hampshire. It's just a live lobster. <laughs> <You know. laughs> I was wondering that's if anybody true. was going to mention that. I was avoiding that one. That, that wouldn't one, get me any near that, one that too. thing. No, yeah, no, no, no I'm true too. no. Yeah, uh, I would eat. almost finish second just so I didn't have to get near the wild. The trophy, just like Denny Hamlin. Yeah, the trophy you can eat. <laughs> the trophy that can eat you. Lobster's pretty yeah, I was good. Just gonna say that. <laughs> sure, that would bite that's you. The problem. Like I would be the one that would fill gold punt my yeah. trophy across the ocean because it bit me in victory yeah. lane. I'm like take this lobster and you know stick it with the sundown giant. Uh, so unfortunately, after the All Star race uh, yesterday uh, was Eddie Gossage's last uh, hurrah as uh, TMS president. Um, Man, 25. didn't he have the last laugh with that format? He did. <laughs> Although it really was. So well, let's talk about that for a second. So I don't feel like when we mentioned it last week, it kind of seemed like it was a math equation, but it really didn't seem that bad. Um, after I mean, you know, except for the deal or no deal esque way that we uh, determined who was going to start. <laughs> oh, where. Also, how is that fair? Meant, I mean, <laughs> you can see. I mean, Adam Alexander can see them moving the numbers around. Can exactly. he? Can he just say, "Oh yeah, pick that one." Uh, close your eyes. Put your hands over your eyes and let me figure it out. But it's just it's kind of weird, Peter. My take with this whole All Star format is exactly like when the current playoff format or stages first came about. No one understood it at first, but once we saw it actually play out, it kind of made sense. So. It, yeah. On paper, the all-star format took like a whole page and a half of notes to decipher, but actually playing out in front of us, it wasn't that complicated. Yeah, it, it actually seemed like, and I thought it was a really good race, considering you know, the last several years. I mean, of course, you know, the all-star race at Bristol was kind of cool under the lights and, you know, with the little, uh, you know, import halo bar color things underneath of them. But um, this race being different from, uh, being kind of the same track layout as Charlotte, but obviously a little flatter. Um, but I thought, uh, Tom, it was a pretty decent race for an all-star race. with a lot of action and excitement throughout the race. I will say that I was I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, yes, I for sure. At least it, the last ten laps, we at least had a pretense of a challenge, right? Um, but the the one it, it really to me did show the limitation of the package and the car that we have now because um, that last ten laps would have been really great if we hadn't had a situation where you just can't drive under and pass. Like, everybody runs out of of juice at that point. It's just very hard to pass with these cars. Um, but I thought it definitely was a better race than I expected. And, and um, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I, somebody on Facebook had a, a question, and, and it ended with, um, you know, I know Kyle Larson won, blah, blah, blah. But how do you feel about the all-star race as a whole? And I said, I feel like I failed calculus again. You know, you just, you just, it was too complicated for its own good, in my opinion. But, um, you know, and there were too many segments, too. Um, you know, and somebody made the point that, you know, okay, all-star race, you know, had this whole long thing. And then SRX, 100 laps, green, go. Right. You know, and a fun flag. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just um, it's it's just a different animal. But that again, I think that was Eddie trying to go out with a bang, <laughs> you know. And and I do think it was one of the better all star races we've had in a number of years. So best Texas racing years too. And in all honesty, I can attest to that too. Yes. Um, I just I'm wish a, it would come back to Charlotte. Um, well, I mean, honestly, I thought it was. I, I don't know if that would have been the same race at Charlotte last night. I I, I just well the perks of of having it at Charlotte is that it's just a big you know a big event when well, sure. you got two weeks and for the drivers you know traveling all the way out to Texas for a hundred laps that was you know, the whole thing for me or I mean, or, 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 or fifty laps. laps if you don't make the uh, yeah. if you don't make the event so yeah. at Charlotte it seems like it's the best of both worlds one you can get more of a crowd out there because there's more you know it's you not ninety seven degrees you yeah. do you do a lot with the shops no, around the area too so. <laughs> difference between 90 and 97 is kind that's of true. weak. No, that, but, that's true. We talk um, about that all the time. But, yeah, it's it's definitely um, – it was definitely a good race. I, I, I have to say it was a better race than I thought it was going to be. The preliminary races are always great. Um, and I was happy to see Matty D get the fan vote. Um, yep. You know, it was fun. I mean, it was it, – it just feels like it's so drawn out, though. You know, and on a Sunday especially, it's kind of like, you know – it's just tough because it feels like it's about five hours. You got to I, I love Sammy Hagar, but you know, I mean, I just wanted to get to the race. That that felt so out of place. Yeah, uh, they they did it on like the third pace lap coming to the green, and it's like he barely finished it in time for them to. Oh, now we're green. Yeah. He finished it as the leaders were in the restart zone. <laughs> but you know, I mean, what I'd say um, on, a, on a ten scale, I'll give it a seven, seven and a half. I mean, I felt like it was a good race. I mean, it wasn't great, but I felt like it was good. Yeah. Uh, so when we come back from break, we'll, we'll talk about uh, SRX, because speaking of which, they ran uh, Saturday night um, under the lights at uh, Stafford. Well, I guess kind of under the lights, kind of not. Yeah, but, it was. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, what everybody's thoughts is on that. We'll do Fantasy NASCAR as well. Um, and uh, we'll talk about IndyCar for a little bit, too, because there's, uh, there's some interesting things going on over in IndyCar these days. And we, we, you know, again, we talk about the dominance of Kyle Larson, but then you look at the IndyCar series, and nobody's dominating over there um, because it's a different winner every week, which I like, and I think that's exciting, and that's cool for the sport uh, to see different winners um, visit Victory Lane. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. But uh, Eddie Gossage, you know, we wish him uh, the best, whatever he decides to do with his future. Uh, hopefully the next person that takes over TMS uh, – Passes calculus um, with flying colors and, and doesn't. Uh, if they decide to do the All Star Race at Texas next year, no one's really knows exactly what they're going to do with the All Star Race. But um, I'd be okay with it returning to Texas. But I'm also kind of a fan of short track racing too. I, I think it'd be kind of cool to go back to Bristol or Martinsville. But anyway, um, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. More of the Inside Pass is uh, coming up next. SRX Fantasy NASCAR. More right after this. Stay with us. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, my name is Eric Jones, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass. You're uh, part of the WSIC family of uh, radio programming. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker, Peter Strada, and uh, Chris Murdoch. Of course, Noah's not here because it's summer break, and he has better things to do, like sitting around playing video games all day. Um, but speaking of video games, oh yeah, we have we have a we have a stunt. We have, this, that's that could be Noah's stunt double. Chris has um, a, squeak, a squeaky toy in the studio. <laughs> it was here before I got here. Yeah, well, Noah's pretty much a human squeaking toy when he's here. So anyway, um, but. <laughs> Speaking of making fun of people, uh, our, our buddy Nick DeGroote is racing uh, the Lionheart Series tonight, uh, and, and he's coming off of another win. He, he won last, this past week. Apparently, he's my partner in crime now. I don't know where that came from, but Jacob Selman decided to name him my partner in crime. I got to probably me that, originally, actually. No, well, I don't know. It, I use that phrase it, it all was the an, time. It was but... an episode of Madness. I listened to a couple of episodes back, uh, like a few weeks ago, and, and I, you guys had Nick on, the, on Madness with you yeah. guys, and... Uh, Jacob said he was my partner in crime, and I was like, wait a second. I, and he's like, because Randy can't defend himself. Well, I have my own show, <laughs> and I will defend myself, and eventually we'll get back in the studio for Madness, and I will get him when we come back from, It's uh, not hard. From, yeah, it's, it's very easy to pick on Jacob, um, and sometimes I feel bad, but not really. Um, so anyway, let's <laughs> let, let's get to fantasy real yeah, quick, let's... and then we'll, we'll talk about SRX. So I could go on and on about yes. this. Um, so all three series in action this weekend in Nashville, Trucks, Xfinity, and uh, Cub. Just some, some notes about the entry list. The Trucks have uh, 
Ryan Priest driving for DG, uh, DGR. Crosley, uh, William Byron's in for uh, Rockley WAR. War. Um, and Ross is in the Nice truck. And Xfinity, it's uh, Tyler Reckon in the 31 and Kyle Busch, of course, uh, going for win number 100. Um, also, Austin Hill's making his uh, debut in Hattori 61. And Will Rogers is in the 26th for Sam Hunt Tracing this weekend. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, so um, as far as points go, everybody's kind of getting a little bit more narrow. Uh, uh, Jacob swept, swept the weekend because Larson won, so he gets 30 extra bonus points. Um, he's the only one that got points for cut because they, it was an all-star race and no points. So um, we'll let uh, Peter go first, then Tom, myself, and then Chris. So, I always go last. How, how does Chris, okay, then Chris go, go first? Whatever. He's on care. the bottom. You I'm on the bottom. Fine. Start from the bottom Fine. and work up. Fine. Chris, go, go first. Randy just doesn't like me. Um, <laughs> You're uh, catching me. So, so I'm just going to go out and pick You know, ra- you know, know, just random picks. I'm going to go John Hunter in the trucks. Uh, Kyle yeah, Busch. Don't, don't hurt yourself. Kyle Bush in Xfinity and <laughs> Kyle Larson in the Cup Series. And, you know, those are well, my random, I mean, uh, random, random order. Random order. Well, first, first, first. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to make up some points here, guys. <laughs> I'm in last. Mr. Two-inch limb. That's true. That's true. All right. So, Peter, you're next. I'll agree with Chris on two of them. I'll go John Hunter for trucks and then Kyle for his 100th Xfinity win. But I'll go out on a bit of a limb for a cup and pick Alex Bowman to win the Ally 400 in the Ally car. Uh, I feel like there would be a little cons- conspiracy there, but didn't he win the last Alley sponsor race yeah, at Dover? Uh, that wasn't an Alley race, but uh, still a Dover. But he won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's still one. He's away. All right, Tom. Well, I mean, John Hunter Nemechek in the trucks. Um, boy, Xfinity for me is tough because I re- I just keep waiting for both Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick to finally have that breakout moment. Right. Um, I think I'm just going to go Hemrick. At Nashville, um, and Cup Series, um, I'm just going to go Byron. I mean, it's <laughs> split the difference. It's, it's kind of we know, know it's a Hendrick driver. We're just going to figure out which one of the four it's going to be. I just hate. I I, I love the idea so, of for safe points is picking Larson every week, but eventually somebody else has got to win some. At the Daytona 500, no, 2022. <laughs> um, that's John, not true at all. Yeah, exactly. John, uh, I'm going to go John Hunter and check in trucks mainly because he was on the show tonight. Um, I'll pick Justin Allgaier for the Xfinity Series just to be different, yeah, but I'm sticking with pick. Larson and Cup. good because, pick. I mean, you know, come on, it's Kyle Larson. All right, so uh, let's talk about uh, SRX real quick. Uh, they, they made their series debut Saturday night at Stafford. I thought it was a pretty cool concept. I love the IROC thing back when it was cool. Um, this is a little bit different. The cars are a little weird to me, but I think I can overlook that if, if the racing is cool. I mean, Michael Wolf just still wrecking people, so obviously this is something, right? <laughs> he wasn't um, the only one. He wasn't the only one, but uh, Greg Biffle uh, had a great showing and, and did pretty good, but Doug Colby, I mean, you know, modified ace, has home track, taking the win. That's pretty cool. Tom. Okay, so um, my first thought was that race should have been called the Go Bowling 400 because there was so much contact, but that's what you want, right? right. It's a short track. Um, and... Uh, you know, look, I, I think that my biggest problem with the cars, I'm not a fan of the wing. I'm just not. It, yeah, I it, think that's it just, it, it just feels out of place um, on a short track car. But um, I thought they looked better on the track than they did in, yeah. the, in the photos before, like the pre, um, yeah. you know, the announcement photos or whatever. But um, I, the other thought I have here is that um, this was a very – entertaining show i thought from mm-hmm. beginning to end and i that's what we're looking for if there's any minuses um not crazy about danica in the booth i was getting ready bit. to ask what do you think about alan bestwick and danica oh my Patrick. gosh alan's, alan's incredible Bestwick. there was nobody better you could have picked for that i mean Brad danica Doherty, wasn't Matt awful. On, on the i love the i love the pit pit guys 
I just and, and it's not that Danica's awful, Peter, in my book at all. It's just that I don't think she understands the short track part of it enough. I think they could get somebody that's more of a short track. It's guy. supposed to be expert analysis. And yeah, she doesn't put the expert. I just don't think she's analysis. the right person for that. Well, the role Danica played in the broadcast is a rotating role. I believe uh, James Hinchcliffe will be in that role for a couple <laughs> reasons. Isn't there really another person too? I think that's supposed to be part of the um, show. It's it's another IndyCar guy, Hinchcliffe and. Gosh, I don't remember. I'm blinking. But but the yeah. thing now, Hinchcliffe knows nothing about short tracks either. But you know what? Hinchcliffe is going to be hilarious. Hinch will be funny. Yeah, he'll be Clint Boyer esque. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, sure. but I thought overall, I thought it was an excellent first uh, presentation. I thought CBS they didn't overdo it. They didn't make it into a big NASCAR kind of thing. It was. It, I I thought it was a good overall. I think they did a great job. And 1.3 million viewers. Is that what they had? Yeah, 1.33. Nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to the dirt races with those cars. I'm looking forward to Lucas Oil Raceway Park because that's my favorite track. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's so, going to be amazing with those cars. I'm contemplating going to Fairground Speedway for their season-ending race in a couple months just because I love the show that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a really cool concept. I, I think, you know, as we get further in, you know, two or three years down the road with this concept – and changing out different drivers and doing different things with the series, I think it'll be a really beautiful. Here's but but in, in the the interesting thing for me with this is that the 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 concept of having the local home track ringer, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and again Kobe went out one, you know, <laughs> um, which was great because yep. his first the guy the car owner who gave him his first big break just passed, and it was mm-hmm. great that he dedicated it to right. them. His car was at a swigo in the NASCAR Modified Tour. He's finishing eighth with Chase Dowling, by the way. But um, yeah, Doug, seeing Doug win that, that was really cool. Um, and I, I think that as we go forward, seeing who the ringers end up being uh, at some of the other tracks is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, again, solid start for that series overall. Yeah, speaking of excitement, uh, over in, in the IndyCar series, real quick, before we still have a little bit of time, uh, Potter Ward and uh, uh, Marshall Erickson, Marcus Erickson, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Erickson, Marcus Erickson yeah. sorry, um, both, uh, both won. <laughs> Isn't that like the 35th different winner in the last five races? Seven like, winners in eight races. Seven winners in eight races, eight. yeah. So yep. and it's kind of the same thing we talked about with, with you know, NASCAR last year. It was all about uh, They're Kevin just copying Harvick. NASCAR this year. Right. It was Kevin Harvick <laughs> and Denny Hammond last year and, you know, everybody else. And now this year it's the same way in the IndyCar series it's like it was all scott dixon last year this year it's everybody so. it's indycar's best season ever it, it really is well and i i i think it actually is one yeah. of the best seasons in years because yeah. you never know going from race to race who's going to end up winning and that's helping indycar a ton lots of young talent really coming up and being strong this year and that was a double header at detroit and with two different yep. winners so you can imagine what yep. it will go as the season goes i mean on, so. i felt bad for will power because you yeah, know he, he got, got a really robbed. bad break but um i mean i thought you know great racing again you know it's it's uh not crazy about that facility but man just seeing all the different winners this year fantastic even lewis hamilton's had bad luck in the f1 series lately yeah um so uh we are uh, out of here for this week we will uh, see you guys uh next week uh with more of the inside pass for all the gang enjoy nashville for the first time in 10 years and uh, we will be back here next week to talk all about it for the gang and everybody have a great week see you later everybody bye-bye